Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan, and thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. I'm excited to sit down with today's guest, the new city manager for the city of Yale, Lorelai Natke. Welcome, Lorelai. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. I am very appreciative of you having me on. Today, we're going to be talking about your role in public administration and some of the opportunities and challenges that are facing the city of Yale. This is a, a uniquely challenging time for communities when you think about supply chain shortages. We, we've got high inflation. We have lack of people available for work, and that makes everything from construction projects for water and sewer line replacements to road improvements to whatever it is more expensive and harder to find. So hopefully you've got a good handle on all of that in your new job with the city. So why don't we start by you telling me a little bit about your background and what led you to your latest role as the city manager for Yale? Well, Dan, I'm extremely blessed to have landed at this wonderful position that I was not looking for. It's kind of funny how you find places when you're not looking. Um, I was asked to apply after some business owners and citizens put my name in somebody's ear. I come to the city of Yale after previously holding the executive director of the Downtown Development Authority position in Emily City, which I gained a lot of experience from, bringing all those um, challenges that we worked through, opportunities, and most of all, contacts to me in the position with the city of Yale. So you generally knew, knew the area pretty well. Being in Emily City and, you know, Yale's kind of in that general sphere. I live in North Branch, but we have been coming to the Yale Bologna Festival Ah. um, almost all the 25 years that we've been in the thumb. (laughs) So we are uniquely familiar. Yeah, we got to talk about that a little bit today, too. You had a background, DDA. Were you in real estate as well? Nope. I was an executive management trainee for State Farm. Ah, okay. And in my previous, before our kid's life, was an aspiring artist and a judge's clerk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you've got some pretty diverse experience in in areas, right? Different areas. Now, how long have you been with Yale? I started first of the year, January 3rd. Okay. So yeah, really still trying to figure out where your office is and, you know, your chair and all of that and how the the network works. (laughs) Absolutely. And and you were one of the first people I met that, um, you know, helped me become familiar, reached out, gave me some names. Um, I've had a lot of help since I've taken the position by people such as yourself in the entire county. Yes. How's it going so far? You know, it has been, um, it's been a smooth transition. Um, lots of, we're, we're doing lots of new things, um, meeting people. I am, it's, I'm grateful that it's warm out. I like to put on my tennis shoes and walk around and meet business owners, meet citizens. Um, I, I think a community needs to know who's at the helm and they need to know that our door is wide open for them whenever they feel the need to bring anything to us. One of the things that might be different about this job compared to some of the other jobs you've had is that you're accountable to, you know, a board basically of elected officials and working in an environment where people are elected is always a challenge, right? Because their sometimes their motivations are based on things that we wouldn't necessarily think about, like buying this makes sense because it's the lowest cost, but then you find out, well, yeah, but we kind of want to buy from this other company because they're local. So those are some of the challenges that you might face. So how's that been going for you, working with the local elected officials? Our new council um, has been phenomenal. We share a lot of the same visions. 
I'm a local girl. I'm always going to shop Yale first. I'm going to shop St. Clair County second. And then if I can't find it there, I'm going to maybe go to Imlay City or Lapeer County where I know people. Right. Want to try and keep everything local. They are several seasoned people who've been sharing experience with me and several new people. So uh, the new people and I are kind of learning to navigate the waters together. They've been very engaging, very open. When you're in a small town, sometimes you hear a lot of, well, that's just the way we've always done it, Lorelai. I've not heard that once yet. So I am very excited and encouraged yeah. by that. And Yale's a great community, a small town, but with a long history behind it. And it's really an economic center for that whole area too, right? All Like all the, the farmers in that area, yes. that's where they go to shop and buy their groceries and pick up their drugs at the drugstore and all of those things. They do have very few empty spaces. We would like to fill those spaces. I do believe that a, a lot of our local people might be the people to fill those spaces. I always encourage people, if you know somebody that has a niche and they do a great thing, and you think we should share that with our community, I think a lot of times in a small town, your small storefronts will be operated by people who live in our community. Right. So a lot of it's just having a conversation and encouraging them to come speak to people like you so that people aren't afraid of building a business plan. Gee, I, I, I make great cookies, but I don't know how to run a business. Um, we know where the resources are to direct them. We just need to find the people. We need them to to kind of put the fear aside and say, hey, I think I might be able to do this. Yeah. And, and just, you know, knowing who you can talk to is usually the biggest hurdle, right? Absolutely. People don't know what they don't know. So if you can get them in front of the right people, then it can make a big difference. Um, and, and those small towns thrive on local commerce and local owners and, and investors and, um, so everybody knows everybody, which can help you start in a business, right? Because yes. everybody pretty much knows who you are and they're probably excited for your product. But being able to sustain it over the long haul is where the planning comes in and having good financing capital behind your business, but having a plan, doing the right things with marketing and so forth. And that's where groups such as yours, you know, help us to help people. And we're happy to do that as well. So let's shift a little bit and talk about say, the impact that COVID-19 has had on, say, the local market. In particular, one of the things that we've seen is people have changed their shopping habits a little bit. But what I'm curious about is, is that, like in the big city, suburban America, fewer people are going to, you know, shop there, uh, restaurants having a hard time staffing, all of those things. But is that also true in a small town? Absolutely. I think people got used to buying online during the pandemic. Sometimes it's a, it's a difficult habit for people to break, but we have lots of promotional materials and things that we are looking to do to bring people back to our stores. For such a small town, we are bustling. Even during um, the week, when I go down and walk around um, town, one of the funnest things is to talk to community members. We do have local support, but I do think that that is a, a hurdle. Staffing issues are, I think, more unique in a smaller community when you have a larger workforce to pool from. It's just a numbers game. You know, we have a smaller pool of people, you know, to right. um, work from. But I love working in Yale. I tell people they would love working in Yale. Um, I've not met a business owner that isn't accommodating, appreciative of the people that they have working for them. So we're going to continue down that avenue. Yeah. So another interesting result from having COVID-19 is more people working from home. That creates great opportunities for small town, but it also creates challenges too. So one of the challenges is, do you have sufficient broadband right in the area for people to work from home? But then the 
opportunities are if they're working from home, they're they're basically shopping locally, they're spending their money locally instead of some of that money, you know, leaching out as we say in economic development to communities outside of the region. So there's more income that can be generated locally because of that. So what are you seeing in in that regard in your community? In the community right now, things seem to be on an even keel, but I think in a smaller town expectations for connectivity aren't as great as they are in big towns. I mean, I admittedly, when I go um, visit kids that are on a college campus or in a larger city, I don't know what I don't know. And I go to use my phone and go, wow, that's, you know, super fast. So right now I think it's working for people. You know, uh, I think that people would like things to be a, a little quicker. We do have a workforce that is working from home. We do see them in town and they've not had any, you know, any complaints. So right now I think it's working. But as our community grows and technology furthers, you know, we would like to see, you know, um, connectivity be a little quicker. I think I've heard that the county is working on something, uh, and I'm trying to immerse myself, you know, in the groups that are the stakeholders and the pave makers to make sure that we know what's coming down the pike and and how can we help bring it to our town. Yeah. So uh, over the next three to four years, there's going to be a significant amount of investment happening in the more rural areas and some of the areas that are not currently covered by broadband. Um, a lot of that is federal money that's passed through the states, and then they're doling it out to companies that are going to be installing that infrastructure in the form of grants. So they're, you know, the western part of the county, which partly includes Yale, yep. which is more central, but still, that whole area is going to see more investment in broadband, which will definitely help. People will be excited by that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and in other parts of the county, too. So let's talk about some other opportunities that you have in the city of Yale? Like, what are some things that you're looking to accomplish in the next couple of years? I am right now writing two million dollar grants for the city park. It is our main gathering space for the community. And I think everybody realized during COVID-19 how important our public outdoor spaces are. People that might not have thought to come to the park because they didn't have children realized they needed to be outside to gather with family, friends, and loved ones. And our park hasn't been updated, you know, in several years. So there are a couple of available large grants that we are are going for. I was a little bit surprised at how far a million dollars does not go now, you know, along with all of the other prices of everything has gone up. So um, I decided I was going to write for both. Um, so that's going to be a primary, you know, focus. We are working on bringing some new businesses. We already have four you know, interested developments, two commercial, two residential that we're in conversation with, which is big for Yale. They, they haven't had anything um, happen like that in quite a while. And of course, EDA is here to help with those things with tools, resources, information, whatever's needed. So please You don't and your hesitate. office have been yeah. phenomenal to Yale. Thank you. Oh, good. That's, that's good to hear. So we're, we, we try. So I absolutely love downtown Yale. I think it's a great, you know, I came from a small town when I was uh, younger. And uh, I really appreciate the atmosphere and the fact that everybody knows everybody. And on Friday night football, everybody goes to the game and all those things. But despite that, you know, you're still as a community, you're going to have some challenges too. So getting funding for a park is one example of that. But what are some other challenges that you're facing? We are trying to help businesses with staffing issues. That is um, a big thing for most businesses. Just filling the storefronts is a major priority for both the new city council and the DDA. There, there aren't very many, but we would like to see them filled. And a couple of, we're looking at two road projects that we're looking to get some funding for um, through 2025. What roads would those be? On the north end of town, we're in the process of 
I, I'm just locating a, a PASER report that was done before I got there to make me not have to reinvent the wheel, but it will be at the north end of town looking for funding to do two projects. We have a project coming up next year for um, Park Avenue, which will be right by School Drive, which is a hub for okay. the whole, you know, for the whole city, for the park, for the school. So that will be taking place next spring after school, spring, summer when school gets out. Okay. But we try to do a road project. Historically, they've done something every other year in Yale, and we would like to at least keep up that schedule and maybe fit a few extra projects in between. Yeah, that infrastructure is absolutely critical, you know, for moving people around and and so forth. And, you know, you have to constantly reinvest in it. And that can be a challenge for a small town, too. What's missing in the downtown in Yale from, say, a retail standpoint? What, what do you... If you could have anything, what what would it be? Right now, I think our community would say we are missing a all-service restaurant. We okay. had, They had a long-time restaurant close. We are talking to someone right now um, into coming into the city to, again, revitalize that restaurant that's right there in the corner at the hub of our downtown district. People miss having something. Everybody loves fast food. You know, nobody would ever want to say that they don't. It's very convenient. But we all like to be able to bring our family somewhere sometimes where we can just sit down and go, and be able to have lots of choices for different um, family members. That's what I think most community members would say we are missing right now. We have fa- a couple fabulous restaurants, but the hours vary, and we don't have anybody that's open after five. Okay. So we need a family restaurant. Yes. Do you have enough office space downtown for companies? Um, right now we do. I'm looking at trying to find some grants to redevelop some storefronts. It's been several years, so some of them need some a little bit of refurbishing, you know, a little bit of uh, freshening up. Our senior center is looking for a larger space, so we're looking at maybe redeveloping one of our downtown storefronts to uh, bring them there. Okay, that's awesome. Council on Aging has been instrumental in helping us see where there are opportunities to maybe help with financing, making sure I am aging, Dan. You can't see that on your podcast. I cannot. Um, so, but, but understanding that there are unique things you know, as our community gets older that they would like to see. And, and one of them is having a community space to gather. So we talked a little bit about, you know, the restaurant space. I remember a couple of years ago, there was a challenge with auto parts. There was an auto parts store that closed. Yes. So is that still the case? The hardware store has picked up some of the slack okay. for the That's auto good. parts store. It, it is on, a, you know, we have some contacts that we've been reaching out to. It's probably going to be a smaller Mm-hmm. Auto parts store that comes and you know relocates there, maybe not a large one, but we have a lot of pass through. We are right on M M nineteen, so a lot of people drive by there to be able to stop and support a business like that. Okay, so that's something EDA still needs to work on. Yes, help you uh, land a, a new auto parts store to replace the one that moved out. Let's talk about something that's a long time tradition in in Yale, which is the Baloney Festival. I'm amazed at how many people I run into all across the state who know about and have attended that in the past and have nothing but good things to say about it. So when is it going to happen this year? July 28th, 29th, and 30th. Okay. They're very excited to, again, be bringing Bologna Festival. I think they get tens of thousands, you know, of people. And when my kids were younger, we didn't pay much attention to the groups because you're paying attention to your kids. But it's phenomenal, the amount of people who come out to support that particular festival in its history. Yeah, absolutely. So for people who have never attended it before, what is it? What does it look like? And and what should they expect to stay for the whole day? Things like that. Oh, you could definitely keep yourself entertained for the whole day. Music, food, vendors, entertainment. Um, it, it's very exciting. You know, we have the park for people to rest at. 
vendors, they get some interesting, you know, vendors, they get some interesting food. It's always a fun time. And I raised seven biological children and four fosters, and they had enough to keep all of my children entertained all day long. Wow. So it sounds like uh, your transition into the new job has gone extremely well. You're very happy with the the city council that you're working with. The community is uh, doing well. It's prospering. A couple little challenges here and there, but uh, nothing that you you can't handle. And then you have a great event coming up that's going to bring more people into the downtown. So it sounds like mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. And I could not do it. I have to give a shout out to the staff. You know, when you come into a position like this, you basically inherit the staff that is there. And the staff that helps run the city of Yale is stellar. So uh, my, my kudos to each and every one of them. I couldn't do this job without them. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and, and bringing us up to date on all the great things happening in Yale. Continue to do the great works that you do. Thanks, Dan. No, thank you. So EDA's programs, services, and our mission to enhance and grow our region's economy and the prosperity in St. Clair County are made possible by the generous support of our EDA members, which includes the city of Yale. So thank you for that. And you can learn more at edascc.com. That's our website, edascc.com. I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and I hope you'll join me again for the next podcast of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Take care. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at wgrt.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.